Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Peak Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Furman's secrets of WCW Nitro. New edition here, two out of three falls of the Cruise Control Podcast. You can find this podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes. SoundCloud.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Download, rate, comment, subscribe on iTunes. I am your host, Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y. The letter J-C-R-U-Z. And as always, I'm joined by Mr. Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at WrestleRant. Graham, my man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. Excited to ring in the new year here on the Cruise Control Podcast for the first time in quite a few weeks. I know we took a few uh, few weeks off for the holidays, yeah. but we are back rock and rolling here on the podcast, talking all things WWE and all elite wrestling and beyond That's so uh, right. yeah excited to be back here on the podcast my man that's right me and you are having a fresh start on the podcast did you win the fresh start battle royal or was that me <laughs> graham first of all a fresh start battle royal <laughs> come on man they Comical. can't, they can't the come with a better that name one than was that? the same guy that, that that gets a fresh start every other week and nothing really comes of it so i don't know how much to believe that to be honest with you um so yeah, we got you know maybe a little Raw SmackDown talk, maybe none. Uh, we got AEW coming up in the near future, so I know a lot of fans were very happy about that. Matter of fact, me and Mark Ramondi were just talking about um, on Sunday before he flew to Japan for Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom 13 about the possibility of this new promotion uh, coming about. But then like. I think today we're taping this on Tuesday. Today, I guess it, it, you know it became official that it was going to happen, and who's going to be the the owner, VP, executive VP, all that good stuff. But before I I get to that, I want to let you and the fans know that you know me and Mark and Graham really appreciate your support in 2018 and prior to that, and we look forward to your love and support in 2019. You can always find us on Twitter and send us your uh, questions, comments, anything, feedback, what you like about the show, what you don't like about it. Uh, we're always up for uh, discussions. So, um, you know, spread the word more, retweet, you know, add us, do, do all that good stuff to make me, Mark, and Graham feel good. Also, I did mention Wrestle Kingdom and, and, and Graham, man, I noticed, but um, starting January 3rd, 12 p.m. Central Time till January 7th, 12 p.m. Central Time on ProWrestlingTees.com. You can find the two out of three falls t-shirt on the site for 20% off. So go ahead, make me, Mark, and Graham look good. Buy the shirt, wear it to TakeOver, wear it to WrestleMania or any show you go to and make us feel good. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cruise Control. Find a two out of three falls t-shirt, 20% off from January 3rd, 12 p.m. Central Time till January 7th, 12 p.m. Central Time, 20% off, two out of three falls podcast t-shirt. So, Graham, you got four days to save money to buy a t-shirt. No more Bullet Club shirt. No more Elite shirts for you. You got to wear a shirt of the podcast. And when you go to TakeOver and Ring of Honor and The Garden and WrestleMania 35, I better see you with it on and take a picture so I can put it on Twitter and Instagram, my, my, my guy. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. I'm gonna. It's going to be difficult to pass on my Adam Cole Bebe shirt of a oh, WrestleMania week in a TakeOver, on. but I'll try to keep the Adam Cole Bebe at home, <laughs> the shirt at home. I'll keep the Adam Cole Bebe shirt uh, tucked away in the in the dresser and wear my two out of three Count Falls shirt, uh, podcast shirt for the uh, for WrestleMania weekend. It sounds like a good deal. Come on, man. Adam Cole t-shirt could take one day off, my man. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. Let's, let, let's, let's get it rolling. Um, 
you know, every time I have you on the show, I give you three trivia questions to see to test out your knowledge of professional wrestling. Uh, you do this for a living, so I know you're a very smart guy with the stuff. So, uh, knowing that the Royal Rumble is coming up, I do have a few questions. Oh, I think one question on that. Um, let me see. Hmm, I got a Royal Rumble one for you. I got a theme song question for you, and I have a John Cena question. And you know, John Cena did you know did come back on SmackDown, looking like JBL with the hair all grown out. I think that's you know. Not not as bad as Shawn Michaels going damn near bald, but I think it's something that it's like, ooh, John, <laughs> you're looking type old out there with the haircut, my guy. It's just weird. Definitely a weird uh, sight for Cena. Not 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 bad. Something different, which you know he's needed for a long time now. But right, um, not exactly what I had in mind when people were thinking about Cena changing it up. I think people were thinking maybe a heel turn or whatnot, but. Growing out the hair was among the last things I thought he would do, but um, yeah, it's not bad. It's not a, it's not good. It's just kind of uh, interesting to say the least. I tell you, I tell you one more thing, uh, Graham. Um, you know, I think if they're really legit about it, they're gonna take away the um, <clears throat> automatic rematch clause. If you lose it, there's no automatic rematch. I'm cool with that, but Graham, we have to, we have to go away from. I'm not saying totally. But we have to get away from these fatal four ways, fatal five ways to determine number one contenders and all that battle royal stuff. Like, um, can we just build a feud with two people and kind of ride it, you know, along to one show after another as opposed to, hey, you know, we need a new contender, fatal four way, fatal five way, 10, 15, 20 man battle royal. I think that, I think we can go away from that a little bit more. Like tonight on SmackDown, fatal five way, the winner gets Daniel Bryan at SmackDown. And if you haven't seen it, so what? It's going to be AJ Styles again. Um, but just like those, those fatal four way, five ways to, to, you know, to find out who is the next contender is like, uh, I think, I think they, they overran his course with that. Yeah, they have been done to death, but I will say it's better than just naming someone as the number one contender, which has happened oh too many times in the past. I can remember a time maybe two or three years ago when Cena came back like he did tonight and out of the blue just named himself the number one contender to the WWE Championship without doing anything to earn it. So as sick as I am of the multi-man matches, the two pros is that at least from a storyline standpoint, they make sense because at least it allows the people to earn their shot at the championship, especially now that the automatic rematch clauses are a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. Not only that, um, but the matches are also very entertaining. Tonight's main event for as repetitive as it might have felt compared to past multi-man and multi-women matches that we've seen in Raw and SmackDown, respectively. Right. It was a great match. It was easily the best thing I've seen in WWE all week mm -hmm. between Raw and SmackDown. And um, now we're getting AJ and Brian again, which, yeah, we've seen a few times before already. But yep. their last few matches were excellent, so I have no complaints whatsoever. So that being said, um, I, I can't say I have um, too many negative things to say about tonight's main event. Well, you know what? Real quick, you know, from the last time that we spoke, I think is um, we, we have a new Intercontinental Champion, Dean Ambrose. We have a new U.S. Champion in Rusev. Um I think that's pretty much it. Oscar, the new SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm not. I don't recall if we did a TLC review. If we did, my bad. But uh, a couple of new champions coming into in, into the new year. We got the Royal Rumble coming up. Um, uh, there's a few matches already there. I think Brock and Braun Strowman. Uh, the Rumble match we we already know. Uh, I think it's gonna be Oscar against somebody for for her belt. Maybe Ronda and somebody for her belt, um, and the women's uh, rumble match uh, as well. And I think that's pretty much it as of right now. I don't have it in front of me, but I think that's it for the for the rumble right now, right? Yeah, there's not much confirmed. I know we're getting Oscar versus someone that was confirmed tonight on SmackDown. Her who her opponent's going to be, we have yet to know. Um, obviously, like you said, Brian and Styles, right, the Royal right, Rumble right. matches. That's about it for right now. The pay-per-view is not for another four weeks, so they have plenty of time to build up the rest of the card. But as always, the show is sold on the Rumble matches themselves, so I'm, I'm, I can't imagine many more matches will be added to the card in their four weeks remaining until the pay-per-view. 
And also, Fatal 4 Way for the Cruiserweight belt, Buddy Murphy, Callisto, Akira, Tozawa, and TBD. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. So, um, yeah. yeah, it should be a good match. That should be great as well. It's great that the Cruiserweight Championship is getting more opportunities, more of a platform to be showcased as opposed to just you know the 205 Live show, which is great. Mm-hmm. I think 205 Live had an awesome year in 2018, but they need to be showcased more on a bigger platform in order to show the world that it's not the same Cruiserweight division that it was even a year ago. Right. So I'm looking forward to that match too. All right, Graham, are you ready? I am. I can't say that um, I'm not. Yes, I am absolutely ready. All right. Get these questions out for you. Kind of break the ice. 2019, first free-for-all trivia for you, and here we go. Uh, Since we are on the road to the Royal Rumble, 2019, so we're 10 years ago, was the 2009 Royal Rumble. So maybe a Rumble you haven't seen in a while. Um, Two current active people on the roster today was in that rumble as the, as the number one overall selection and the number 30 entrant into the rumble do you have any idea <coughs> who was number one and <coughs> who was number 30 that are still wrestling in the company today for which rumble is this again i'm sorry the great 2009 rumble <laughs> oh the 2009 rumble holy shit uh ray mysterio was, being was, was being one. coming in at number one, and I think the thirty was Big Show. Oh come on, Greg! You you got Wikipedia in front of you or something? No, I swear to God, I don't. I remember the match. I remember <laughs> that. I know the first two wasn't it John Morrison and Rey Mysterio. Um. So yeah, Ray was one. Big Show was thirty. Okay, so you, I think John Morrison was one or two. So. Yeah, so you got that one right. I, I, I'll give you that one. I swear to God, I don't. That's why I asked you what the year was because I don't. I yeah. was like, okay, okay. Big Show doesn't really wrestle anymore, but I, that's still a fair question because he still technically is part of the active roster. Yeah, yo, man, he was just he was just with the bar last month. He's still active to me. Okay, okay, <laughs> that's that's fine. Um, also, to, I mean, to have fun, not a question, but also in that rumble. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think to me, ten people who are still wrestling today or who have wrestled in the last three months with the company was also in that 2009 Rumble. Do you have any idea who those ten superstars might be who are still on the on the active roster today? Uh, that's uh, yeah. There you go. I I mean, if I really thought about it, um, Shelton Benjamin I know is one. Okay. Um, who else is even on the current roster? Randy Orton, obviously, because he won the fucking thing. Exactly. Um, Randy Orton, Shelton Benjamin, not Zack Ryder. Um, I'm trying no. to think who else is even in the company now. Uh, Triple H. Okay. The Undertaker. Okay. Kane. Okay. Um... Those would be gimmies. I'm trying to think who else is in the is in the company. Brock wasn't back yet. Nope. Um, who else is on the roster? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. If I if I looked at the current roster, I could definitely tell you. I'm going off of. I mean, Mark Henry, but he's not. He, you're not counting Mark Henry, are you? No, I'm not. Okay. Um. I mean, I I could definitely if I. If you gave me longer, I can give you an answer because that's that's very difficult to think of who was in the match that's still on the roster. Unless I looked at the current roster, which if you allow me to do that, I could definitely tell you. But well, beyond that, I feel like, you, you know, if I give you longer time, I don't trust you right now. You might be going on to Google Wikipedia by the time I go to the, 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 the next question. So I don't trust you right now. That's so. fine. That's that's fair. <laughs> Oh, Chris um, Jericho. No, but Chris Jericho's not really part of the active roster. So unless you're including him, then nah, he wouldn't be a what? part of that. But Jericho was a part of that match. You know what? You might prove me wrong. Cause I'm going to see if Jericho was even... He, he was in the match. He was in the match, but I wouldn't say he's still active with the company. He's been at no, New, not with he's WWE, been New Japan no. more. Um, yeah, I had to double check that. All right, so... Uh, it could be somebody else. Well... I might have to add one more. I forgot about him. Um, Brian Kendrick. Oh, God. I completely forgot about him. I forgot about him until two seconds ago when I, when I saw it again. Uh, Brian Kendrick. R-Truth. 
Okay. Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. I think he's still active. Uh, Goldust. Yeah, yeah, he has. You said wrestled in la- in the last three months. The guy has not wrestled the match in like a year or so. Oh, come on. all right. So I count, count. I don't know if I would include him. Um, the Miz. Okay. And Dolph Ziggler. Okay, that's fair. That, that's so good. So all those guys are still in the, with the company wrestling, and they were all in the Royal Rumble ten fucking years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and also that, that's a lot that's a lot of people yeah I, I thought maybe three four five the most but when i saw 10 i'm like damn like shit yeah um, ziggler kingston and miz are all people that have been here for over a decade at this point which is unbelievable and still haven't won a rumble and also yeah, funny, and you still haven't you won a rumble kofi does this cool shit every single year has yet to win a single rumble but you know what's also funny is that you mentioned jericho and with all the accolades, you would you would you would think, oh yeah, Jericho he 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 won a he 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 won a rumble before, never. You would think Chris Jericho would, would have won one Royal Rumble match and never. No, he came close a few different came times, close, but yeah, yeah, never won one. I I don't think he was the type of person to win one. He was the type of person that that never really needed to win a rumble. Mm. So I can't say I'm surprised. All right, next one. So so you're one for one. Um. I know we had a, a, a convo back in the day where we debated Triple H's theme songs, who was the best one out of all three of his King of Kings, My Time, and The Game. So, um, Triple H's King of Kings theme song debuted at what pay-per-view? At what Royal Rumble pay-per-view or what pay-per-view no, in general? What, what pay-per-view in general? I okay. feel like he used it at SummerSlam 2007 when he faced King Booker. Is that your final answer? <clears throat> uh, I can't remember a time that he used it before that, so yes, it is. Okay, to kind of help you out, how, how long you think he's had that theme song? With well, yeah, since then. I can't think of a time that he had it before then because before he came back from injury in 2007. I mean, I'm probably wrong, but mm-hmm. no, actually, I'm wrong. I, I am wrong. He <laughs> used it at WrestleMania 22. He used it at WrestleMania 22, so I'll say WrestleMania 22 when he came out with John Cena, did the whole King shit. So I'll say WrestleMania 22 in 2006. Damn, I should have left you at SummerSlam 07. Uh, yeah, see, that's <laughs> what happens. All right, man, you two for two uh, on, on, on a technicality. Um, all right, last one, John Cena. <clears throat> John Cena, 16-time world champion. We all know that. But how many times was he a WWE champion? How many times was he a world heavyweight champion? Out of those 16. World heavyweight champion. Um, he won in 2008. He won it again in 2009. So that's twice. And he won the world heavyweight championship for a third time in 2013. So three-time world heavyweight champion. Um, let me just double check in my head. No, yeah, 08, 09, he won it twice. Don't think he won it again after that. Yeah, 2013. So three-time world heavyweight champion. And then 13-time um, WWE champion. Okay, this shit is rigged because somehow you know every answer today. Something's going on. I think you're cheating. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, 13-time WWE champion, three-time world heavyweight champion, John Cena. So, yeah, Graham, congrats. You're three for three. I, I guess it's, it, you know it's the new year, right? Yeah, getting off the Uranus on the right <laughs> foot. Why not? All See? right. Um, Eat my bootios today. That's right. All right, so I, I guess the main thing we're going to talk about, um, I guess we have a new a, a new promotion called AEW, All Elite Wrestling. Um, I did a podcast with Mark Ramonde two nights ago talking about the possibility of Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Omega, whoever, are going to start their, uh, a hangman page. We're going to start their own promotion. And you know, how it would affect New Japan. And you know me, Graham, I, I don't watch New Japan at all. Only, only when you guys tell me to, 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 uh, to check it out, which I am, for Wrestle Kingdom 13. Whenever I find a link, I would do that. But apparently a lot of fans are very excited for this. Uh, I'm not saying, or we're not saying, you know, it's like Monday Night War, you know, level. But um, 
you know, just go just for them to really step out the box in, in 2019 and be in a, a, a separate promotion from the Ring of Honors, the new the New Japan, and so on and so forth. Um, are, are you surprised that they're going this route? And it, and how much of a hit? The same question I asked Mark: How much of a hit does New Japan take? If Cody Rhodes, well, when Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, and maybe Omega leave to go to AEW, not that big of a hit at all when it comes to Cody. Um, I mean, he really wasn't there that much anyway. I mean, he played a significant role with the whole elite stuff, but beyond, I mean, I know he's the current IWGP US champion, so I'm not going to say that he's a non-player in Japan. But Cody, compared to like Okada and Tanahashi, is not that big of a name at all. Mm-hmm. The Young Bucks is a different story because they've been a staple of that tag team division for a very long time. Again, though, even though they have been very prominent figures over in Japan for so long, there are two guys that can be easily replaced by any other tag team in that new Japan tag team scene right now. Omega is really the one that I would have to worry about just because he has been, I know he is also a current champion over in New Japan at the moment. He is the IWGP heavyweight champion. He may not be after the fourth when he faces Tanahashi in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom 13. Um, but Omega is another guy that has really brought a lot of new eyes to the product the same way that AJ Styles did mm-hmm. for New Japan a few years back. Obviously, they filled that void very quickly when AJ left, when Nakamura left, by uh, you know promoting guys like Jay White, and, you know, obviously someone like a Kenny Omega and a few others in recent years. So I think New Japan will be okay no matter what. But I think Kenny Omega leaving would be a huge blow because that guy has been involved in so many match of the year candidates since 2016-17 that um, it would be a big blow to the roster if they couldn't resign him to some sort of a deal. I think, honestly, out of everyone, he is the least likely to um to leave i think he was is probably the most likely to stay with new japan the young bucks are already all in on all elite cody is already all in on all elite wrestling adam page i presume is all in on all elite wrestling so is socal uncensored marty Skrull, we don't know yet he's still the ring of honor i think kenny omega i think there's a very decent chance he either re-signs with new japan or goes to WWE. He could also go to All Elite. But honestly, I feel like he's a way bigger star than that. And I feel like there's just way more for him to accomplish in New Japan as well as in WWE. So I would take my chances in either one of those as opposed to going to All Elite if I was Kenny Omega personally. So you think um, with Cody, the Bucks, and let's just say... Um, Hangman and, and and Omega that them leaving won't have the same impact as when AJ Nakamura and the Bullet Club left, right? No, I mean it'll have an impact, but I think you know Gallows and Anderson was a bit of a, a small blow. But again, New Japan has so many fucking tag teams. You look at the WWE tag team division compared to New Japan's; it's a no contest. Mm-hmm. New Japan is a way better tag team division. They have a fucking tag team league every single year devoted to solely tag teams. If the tag teams in WWE got half as much respect as they do over in Japan, Mm -hmm. it would be a totally different story, but they don't. So that really doesn't matter too, too much about them leaving. Nakamura leaving was a big blow just because he was a mainstay in New Japan for over a decade. Omega's been there for a very long time, too. But he really did not become as big of a star as he is today until like 2016, 2017. So, to be honest, it's not like Nakamura leaving. It really is along the same lines as when AJ left, because AJ was only really a big star in New Japan for about two years Mm. before he took off for WWE. So, it would be along the same lines. New Japan would not collapse. They have enough stars over there to, to, to hold on to and to build around that they would not be in any financial trouble whatsoever. I think New Japan continues to thrive no matter what, creatively and financially. So... I think it would be along the same lines as AJ leaving, but nothing they can't easily fill by promoting someone else from the undercard or bringing someone else in in the coming months or years. I mean, for me, I, I think it's not even a no-brainer to even think that, you know, without All In performing well the way it did, that these guys to get to, you know, AEW or to start up AEW would not even happen. So I think how... 
all in perform, how it was just well received, and you had everybody from different companies coming into one one venue, one one event. Um, if, if if all in doesn't perform well, are we even talking about AEW right now? No, no, definitely not. I think it was all in that really got that really gave Cody and the Young Bucks the bug to want to book and promote because mm-hmm. without, I mean. I don't remember. I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but I don't remember those guys having any interest. I mean, I don't know them personally, obviously, but before All In came to be in 2018, which was one of the biggest pro wrestling stories in 2018 or just really in recent years in general, I don't remember Cody saying, oh, I want to start out my own promotion, which would be fucking comical like two or three years ago when he was still in WWE, but he's become a big enough name where it is feasible and the Young Bucks as well, so... I think it was all in that was really the tipping point, seeing how well it did. But obviously the question is, can they do it again? Can they repeat that same success, but this time with an entire promotion and not just a one-off show? All in benefited from a lot of hype and just a one-off bet from Dave Meltzer saying, can these guys fit 10,000 people into a single arena that's not you know, built by, promoted by Ring of Honor or New Japan or WWE? Yeah. It kind of was a Ring of Honor or New Japan pay-per-view. They aired it on the New Japan streaming service. They aired it on the Ring of Honor streaming service. They aired it on Fight TV. Without all of those platforms, will have All In done as well as it did? Probably. But I still say that it was All In that obviously helped you know, uh, build the foundation for what's going to be all elite wrestling. And whether it succeeds or whether it fails will entire depend, depend obviously entirely on how they book this thing, how they handle this thing. These guys are wrestlers. Obviously, they did very well with All In, but again, that's a singular event. You have to deal with things like contracts and deal with things like injuries and Mm -hmm. people going elsewhere and stuff like that. So it's a very different game than just putting together a one-off show for the fucking hardcore fans in Chicago. So we'll see how they do. They obviously did well enough with All In where I have some faith in these guys. They've succeeded in everything they've done up to this point. So I see no reason why we can't give this a shot. But that being said, there obviously is the chance. There is that margin of error. There is that chance they do fail. But we won't know unless they try. So if nothing else, I commend them for giving this a shot and wanting to see it through. What kind of dynamic does it create where, you know, you you had all in and you had various performers from NWA, New Japan, Ring of Honor, all that good stuff, and now – does it now you have AEW uh, forming? Does it create a dynamic where performance from Ring of Honor and New Japan does not want to work with AEW? No, that's a great point too. I think All In part of the appeal and part of the, like the magic of All In was seeing these stars from other companies interact. Um, companies like Ring of Honor, like New Japan, like NWA, like Lucha Underground, like Impact Wrestling. Pretty much every mm-hmm. non-big WWE promotion took right. part in All In in some form or fashion, which is what helped make it so special. The question, and this is a more important question than any other that I don't think people are really thinking about, and someone brought it up to me about a week or two ago, and they made a great point. Where who would want to sign with All Elite Wrestling? Now, I mean, I'm not saying that no one's going to sign with them because obviously they have some buzz. They have some momentum. Clearly, they have some sort of money behind them. I don't know who it's being funded by, whether it's being whether it's Cody or the Bucks themselves or a higher power. Um, I forgot who is rumored to be involved. But anyway, um, putting all that aside, this is not a concrete thing. This is not something that will 100 percent absolutely succeed. This is something that's a very big question mark and a ginormous unknown. Right. So it's not like they can bring in a Nick Aldis or bring in a Pentagon Jr. or bring in this guy from Ring of Honor like a Jay Lethal. They're all under contract. So who else can they sign? Who else can they bring in aside from the elite guys themselves? Like that's my major question. Obviously, Kenny Omega, there's a good chance he could come over because he's obviously friends with them. But beyond Kenny Omega... Do you think Okada's leaving New Japan for All Elite Wrestling? I doubt it. Tanahashi, maybe Pentagon. I think he's still under contract with MLW through the end of 2019. Mm -hmm. Phoenix, too. Um, All the MLW guys probably staying right where they are. 
I think if anything, a lot of people, if they're just going to leave their respective promotion, they would just go to WWE because they might make more money over there. Be you know, just be given that bigger platform like a Trevor Lee or a Punishment Martinez who recently left Ring of Honor for Greener Pastures and NXT. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, at least that's a concrete thing. They may not become NXT champion, but they have a much better chance of becoming a bigger star over in NXT than they could, than they could in All Elite, which is not – there's no television deal yet. They have no idea what's going on with uh, where they're airing and who's being a part of the roster and all this other stuff. Matt Riddle – took a very big risk on himself by signing with NXT, but so far it's paid off. Will people have that same success if they sign with All Elite Wrestling? Now that's the question. I could see people like fucking Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson leaving WWE for this shit, because why wouldn't they? They're doing (laughs) nothing on SmackDown right now. Who gives a fuck? Gallows and Anderson will not be a game changer. We need big stars to sign with this promotion. Otherwise, it's not going to succeed. And I'm obviously, like I said, not including... Kenny Omega and Cody and the Young Bucks and Skrull and Adam Page because that's all a fucking gimme. Obviously, they're all going to be involved. But beyond the little buddies of all the elite, yeah, who's going to be signing with these guys? I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll find out. But I feel like there's every possible big free agent out there to sign has already been snatched up by other promotions. So uh, it's great to have an alternative to WWE and all these other companies right now. But if there's no one to be on your roster, if there's no one to wrestle on your roster, how big of a success can it really be? I think the only big name that that, that they can get right now um, that could be the easiest name would be Jericho. And again, uh, Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Jericho. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, Look, we're talking about Jericho, what, 45, 46, 47, something, somewhere around there. And, you know, if you're going to start, if, if you're going to do this promotion and you want to get these young guys there, and if Jericho is your one veteran, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't mind that. But it's like for you to do a promotion, you gotta, you gotta get what 15, 20, 25, 30 people on the roster before you even do anything. I think it'd be a tough task. Uh, I, I don't doubt that it will be that it won't be, uh, you know, performing well. But uh, I. You know, how long do you think that it takes for this to even get, you know, jumped off? Like, are we talking about by the end of this year? Are we talking 2020? Because I don't think this is going to come, you know, anytime soon. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think time will tell, but there's just a lot of guys I'm, I'm very surprised to see. Would be surprised to see a part of the roster. Like you said, Jericho being a part of that is not surprising at all. I love Jericho, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Jericho tries a little too hard sometimes to be a part of anything that has some buzz. I mean, Jericho's amazing. <laughs> He's done a great job of reinventing himself in the last couple of years or so. But like him being a part of All In just to promote his fucking cruise, yeah, it was smart. But did he really have to be at All In like not really. Like, again, I don't want to poop on the guy because I love Chris Jericho. But, like, wasn't that a little weird to anyone else? Like, did Jericho have to be at all? And I feel like he tries a little too hard to blend in with these guys. He was wearing the fucking Young Bucks merchandise on his recent cruise. Not their not their merchandise. Their, uh, their attire, their gear. When he teamed up with them, I'm like, this is ridiculous. He looks absolutely fucking ridiculous. And the guy's 45 or something years old. Like, if he wants to go to New Japan and win the IC title and never defend the fucking thing, whatever, that's fine. But I don't know. I feel like him signing with All Elite, it's a it's a notable move. But he has nothing to lose. The guy's sitting on a high fucking mountain of cash, I'm sure. So he really has nothing to lose from signing with All Elite. He spent all that money on the cruise. And obviously it paid off because we're doing a second one, apparently. But he's, you know, he can try these different things. He can... He can, you know, do these different ventures that may not work out because he has nothing to lose. He's already a big name. He can go back to WWE whenever he wants because they'll take him back in an instant. So him signing with them also is a it's a notable thing, but not entirely surprising. I do expect him to play some sort of a role in this new promotion, whether it be in the ring or behind the scenes, probably behind the scenes. But that being said, like, does it even really matter? Like Chris Jericho in 2019 wrestling kenny omega for the upteenth time like do i really care like again they need big names that are still not to say that jericho's not relevant but they need names that they can build around going forward they can't really build around fucking chris jericho because the guy's in the twilight of his career Mm. and could stop wrestling in the next 
two or three years or so. So they, they need bigger stars, not bigger stars, but stars they can build around for the coming years. For me, I think the the, the, the very interesting in, interesting part is that, you know, you mentioned earlier, um, you know, who who's the higher power um, for, for, for AEW. And what I read earlier was that the co-owner of the Jaguars, um, Tony Khan, He's now the president of AEW, um, and Cody and the Young Bucks are executive vice presidents. So, what's going to be interesting to me is now if you're the, if you're the VPs of this uh, of a of a wrestling company, like how much uh, how much are you going to you know leave yourself out of certain things when it comes to, when it comes to the wrestling are you going to be like putting yourself in all the top matches are you going to be always a champion i think that's a very interesting thing to to, to look at where i mean I, cody's not old enough to be like you know what i'm going to retire and just run my whole shit and, and, and the the young bucks as well they're going to wrestle now to me it's going to be funny or weird to see how often they win, how often they become champion, where they're the ones behind the company. And, and I think, yeah, it's cool. Cody did, Bucks did his own new AEW. You know, this this is going to be fun. But it's like, how are they going to run the company as opposed to being a part of it, in, you know, in the ring? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. I don't know whether they're going to be the top acts or show up every once in a while. Like, that's why I was always so iffy about Jeff Jarrett starting his own promotion. Like, is he going to book himself to win the world championship like he did with TNA? So, yeah. I mean, this could go one of two ways. This could become the next Ring of Honor. This could become the next Global Force Wrestling, which went nowhere and still is apparently a thing. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with that, but it could become the exact same thing. Like you said, you make a great point with Cody and the Young Bucks. There are three very talented up and not up and comers, but like three very talented, bright stars in the wrestling world right now. They're not 40 years old. They still have the rest of their careers ahead of them. And if they're not wrestling, it's a mistake because why the fuck? It's not okay. Like if you retire like Jericho and he wants to do behind the scenes stuff, that makes sense. But with the Young Bucks and Cody, they're. Their specialty, their their craft is still inside the ring. It's not behind the scenes. They could right. do both, but if you want to do both, then like again, like you said, do you book yourself to be the top act? Even though they kind of are the top act, people would be going to these shows for purely the young bucks. I I don't know. I'm not exactly sure, but um, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. But I would, I I think it would be a lot easier. I'm not saying they should go to WWE. I don't think now is the time for that. But I think just sticking with what they were doing with Ring of Honor and New Japan. Would have been cooler, but an argument can also be made that they accomplished everything they could of those two respective companies, and it was time to move on. So, this is kind of an iffy situation, but we'll see how they uh, kind of um, book themselves and how they handle the situation moving forward. Um, what's the, what's the, <laughs> to be funny? What's the likelihood? The likelihood, percentage wise, that you know you mentioned Jeff Jarrett earlier. You know, started TNA. Um, now we got AEW in the fold. How, what's the percentage likelihood that somebody of yesteryear, like a Jeff Jarrett, like an Eric Bischoff, someone like that, can can somehow be involved with this new with this new promotion? Whether it's the booking, GM, whatever it is, do we do we do we strictly see nobody from the past involved in this? Or do we trickle in maybe like a Jared Bischoff, somebody like that, into this new fray? Well, I hope to fucking God it's not Jeff Jarrett. I'll say that much. I hope to God it's not Jeff Jarrett. Eric Bischoff I could see, but, dude, I don't know. We just got to move forward. We really just got to move forward. You can't recreate WCW. Mm. They tried to bring in Eric Bischoff for TNA 10 years ago. Nothing came of it. It was obviously a disaster. Hulk Hogan, the same thing. Mm. We got to move forward with this stuff. Like I think MLW, um, kind of one of the smaller indie promotions in the Northeast right now, right. which has a television deal, um, they're doing a good thing right now where they're not focusing on the past. They have talent of the future, but they also brought in Tony Schiavone from WCW to do the commentary. But it's not like they have Eric Bischoff out there as the GM. Like They had Bruce Pritchard, who I think has since left. 
but he was doing creative and at least he knows what he's doing. I don't want to see like Bischoff as an on-air talent. The guy's almost 60 years old or whatever it is. Like there's no reason to have him on TV. Hogan, the same thing. We got to have a fresher face, someone that's newer and won't remind you of WCW or fucking ECW or another company. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote a big no on that one, unless it's someone, someone <laughs> fresher. Like I had heard a BJ Whitmer from Ring of Honor might be involved behind the scenes. I think that's great. Someone that's more recent, someone that's more current, um, like a Jimmy Jacobs, a former WWE writer, I think he'd be a great fit for this promotion in a writing role or something. Bringing in people from 20, 30 years ago, yes, they have a lot of experience, but it just reeks of the past. You cannot move forward if you're stuck in the past. No, so that's I, my I only mean, criticism about bringing on people from, you know, 15, 20 years ago. No, I, I mean, I'm not saying have Bischoff, you know, be on, like you said, be, be an on-air talent, but someone like that can be, as you mentioned, be creative, you know, backstage or someone like that. uh, uh a fucking agent, something like that, where they're not on the screen. Um, I, I, for me, Grant, I think they are gonna need someone like that. I, I, it's, it's very, you know, we could talk shit about McMahon and SmackDown and Raw all the time, but that's that that shit is tough, bro. That shit is a very hard job. They got twenty five writers and blase blase and so many people, agents backstage, and and and, and you're gonna start from scratch. I think you need as as many veterans as you can get to help you out just just for the time being you know in the beginning not saying be on air talent or be a, a a fucking active wrestler participant we're not doing that but I think a Bischoff a Jeff Jarrett uh, not saying Paul Heyman but someone like him could be you know helping them out they are going to need that at some point down the road yeah, I think so. I mean, but even still, even if it's not an on-air role, I I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like even bringing in Bischoff as a creative writer again, it reeks of WCW in two thousand and one. I just feel like we need to move on. We need to have someone uh, fresher and newer, and someone that's not going to revert to the old status quo like WCW and ECW and all these other companies have been for the last fifteen years. You cannot compete with WWE if that's their goal. It, they're going to fucking fail. They need to be their own promotion and just do their own thing. MLW is not trying to be the next WWE or, you know, Impact Now is not trying to be the next WWE. I think all the current promotions are not trying to be the next WWE. So this whole changing the world shit, if they want to be like, oh, fuck WWE, like, I don't, they're not really doing that anyway, but if that's what people think this is going to be, if that's what it would be, then it would absolutely fail. Because no one's ever going to be WWE as, for, as bad as Raw is. You will not defeat WWE, the, the uh, this this monster that has become what this company yeah. is today. So they got to be a, a viable alternative from a creative standpoint. But whether they can sustain that financially remains to be seen. But 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 does it change the landscape at all? We won't know until after it's launched. I can say because people said the same thing about All In. And, yeah, it showed us that promotions can work together, which I think was the real big takeaway from All In. But, it, you know, wrestling is still the same four months later. Nothing's really changed. I mean, All In was a great, you know, in a vacuum, it was a great show. But it's not like, oh, WWE took a fucking, you know, they, they their, their stock took a hit. Or like they started, everyone started leaving WWE for Ring of Honor, New Japan. Like that was not the case at all. So I mean, it was a great one-off show to to help celebrate independent wrestling, but it really wasn't much more beyond that. And people thought that was a real game changer. Yeah, kind of, because it had promotions working together, but it hasn't really stuck since then. Yeah. So if that wasn't really that much of a game changer, how much of a game changer will this all new promotion be? So again, we'll see in time, yeah. but. I mean, I have faith that it can be, but I'm just not. I'm. I'm just saying that it might not be a hundred percent. That's all. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, you're going to Ring of Honor uh, in the Garden, right? Or no? I am. Yeah, I was there for the final battle pay per view at the mm. Manhattan Center a few weeks ago, and I will be there for the MSG show in a few weeks as well. Yep, or a few months. I'm sorry. I, I, I you know what? I did tell Mark that you know we we had a long conversation about you know me getting more into you know. New Japan, Ring of Honor, all that good stuff. And I said, listen, uh, you know, I know people at, at the Garden. I, I do work uh, for the Knicks, and I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best 
to get tickets for for Ring of Honor uh, somehow, some way, um, because I never I never experienced that. So at least at least I could tell you and Mark that I tried. I made an attempt. I'm not watching Raw SmackDown, all, you know, all the time, which I really don't. But I do want to. You know, make the attempt, and you know, it, it, it is the garden. So at some point, I gotta be like, listen, I, I, I do gotta go. But does any of this kind of, you know, again, I don't know the contract, I, I don't know when they're leaving, but I, I, I'm not even sure who's supposed to fight on that card at the garden. But does it, do you think it kind of affects or changes what goes on uh, um, at the garden or kind of highlights it more because it might be one of the final shows? these guys are uh, uh, a part of? Um, they won't be a part of the show. I think the only person that could be a part of the show is Kenny Omega. Um, if he decides to resign, I think his contract expires soon, so he might not even be on that show either. Mm. I think the only two real big names that, that, that the, MS Joe, uh, the MSG show is banking on is Tanahashi to an extent and really Okada because there's a lot of fans in the States, specifically here in the Northeast, that have never seen Okada before. That's why I'm going. I'll probably never see Okada in action again. Kenny Omega might not even be there. He probably won't be, to be honest with you, mm. which is kind of disappointing because this whole show was built around the elite, and they won't even be on the fucking show. Unless they can work something out, they won't even be there. So uh, We'll see as it gets closer. I still think it's going to be a great show, but I really just wanted to see Okada and Omega. I might not get the chance to see Omega at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it the, the show has already changed. Like the young bucks have already said outright on Twitter, they will not be at that show, and that's a real bummer because this show was kind of looked at as all into, and obviously it's not because they've already announced an all into. But um, that being said, it, it's a shame they won't be a part of it. But I still think it can be a great show anyway. Um, the the one reoccurring question we always ask around Royal Rumble time the last three years is, <laughs> and it's probably no, um, the 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 likelihood of Kenny Omega being in the Royal Rumble this year, uh, uh, Graham, will Kenny Omega be in the Royal Rumble? Yes or no? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think he's coming <laughs> over to WWE. I think he would do well for himself, better than the other people. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. There is a likelier chance of it happening this year compared to the last two years. But again, it depends on entirely on when his New Japan contract expires. I know he um, is obviously the current champion. He could he could be done at any point um, with Ring of Honor, or rather with New Japan, in the next month or so. I just don't know exactly when. But either way, I don't think we'll see him in the Rumble now. It's not going to be an AJ style circa 2016, right. as awesome as that would be. Is there, Do you think there's any coincidence that um, this announcement coming next week by All In, uh, double double or nothing show, whatever that is, is in is, is like li- you know literally right next door to SmackDown in the same city, same town, same time, same place. No, yeah, that was definitely done by design. They do, they do that by design because they know it's going to get the most amount of fans and generate the most amount of buzz. Mm. So yeah, they definitely did that on purpose, no doubt. Cody's not a dumb man. <laughs> I think that the last one I got for you uh, uh, as far as AEW goes is, um, you know, w- when it does get up and running, is it going to be on TV? Is it going to be digital, Fight TV, something like Netflix, whatever it is? Or are we looking at, I know I've heard that there are, you know, offers out there. I don't know what channels are offering at the moment. I kind of saw, um, I forgot what it was, but I mean... Could could we see this on like TV like that, like, like a TNT, like a TBS, like a I don't know what the channels would would even have it. But or do you think they they change it up and just you know be digital, fight TV, some other website, or do you think they try to go for for the TV exposure? They need a significant television deal in order for this thing to succeed. If they're just going off of an online platform, mm. unless it's Netflix, it's not going to work. Because you can't make money that way. The television deal is really what makes them the money. So they can't sign with a significant network. And I'm not talking about fucking like premium TV, whatever impact is moving to in a few weeks. I'm not talking about that shit. I'm talking about like a, you know, like a spike or something like that. Unless they get picked up by a network like that, which I honestly don't think is all that likely, then they're going to be shit out of luck right out of the gate. 
because they need a big television deal to make a big splash. So we'll see. I'm not expecting that, but that that's that's really gay. It's great if you have fucking Kenny Omega on your roster and you're doing an all-in too. That's cute and all, but if you're not on television, no one's going to be able to watch you and no one's going to care. And you're going to earn a lot less revenue by not being on TV. Uh, So that would be their first mistake if they can't get that to be done. I'm sure they have something up their sleeve. Otherwise, you know, otherwise they wouldn't have announced this whole thing. But again, it depends what level of the network is it's going to be. Is it going to be a spike? Is it going to be like a, a pop TV, which is what impact was just on. I'm not sure. But fingers crossed it's something good because if not, they're really just – they're going to have to work their way it, – it, it's re- they're really going to have the work cut out for them if that's the case. Yo, man, put them – give them two hours every Monday night on TNT, 8 o'clock. Let's do this. Hey, I don't see why not. It would be great competition <laughs> if nothing. Great, great oh, alternative man. wrestling oh, if nothing else. I, 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 I can't even – I can't even imagine people saying – what? I'm not watching Roman Reigns. I'm watching Kenny Omega on TNT. I, I, I you know, Grant, I see it like, oh my God, the people flicking back and forth. And I, I doubt, I, I'm just messing around, but I doubt it will get to that point. If it does, I think that's better for wrestling anyway to create competition. But uh, channels, uh, I mean, TNT, TBS, could, uh, of, of what. WCW did Spike Sci-Fi, um, you know I, I don't see many channels that, that that would need that kind of product, you know, outside of Fox, but they have Raw SmackDown already. Oh, oh SmackDown, not Raw. Um, I think I think I think it'll be interesting to see what they do going forward, uh, whether it's TV, digital. Cause that's that's the world we live in now. But I think, like you mentioned earlier, to be a a significant player in this genre, you got to be on TV. Where you know when Bischoff wanted to buy WCW, um, you know, or, or sell it, you know, you know McMahon wanted the library, but nobody wanted wanted to give him the the TV time. So if there, if there's no TV. Then your then your product your company is not going to be worth much. So, I think they got a tough task ahead of them. I think it's a good buzz right now. I think it, you know it's it's the buzz within within the bubble. You know we, we we use that word a lot. The bubble of the wrestling fans who like this, you know, independent strong style, and for them to go outside the box, I respect that. Um, whether they want to compete with McMahon or not, they, if they just want to do their own thing and provide a different alternative, all power to them. But the shit ain't going to be easy. I know what they, I'm not even in the business, but I, I already know we're talking 2020, maybe late 2019. Um, if they get it done, all power to them. But Grant, I, I just, you know, I think, I think the road to get there. It's more interesting t- to me than seeing what actually happens, if that makes sense. No, I'm in the same boat. I'm, I'm interested to see how they get there. Clearly, they wouldn't announce anything if they didn't have an idea that it was going to work. But, again, they obviously know a lot more than we do right now. Mm-hmm. But it's really just a waiting game. Because, yeah, they announced it last night at midnight on the, on, the, uh, on the West Coast. But, okay, so they have their next what's it called press conference next week and the arena across from SmackDown, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Okay. So we got to, we got to move this process forward. I'm not saying they have their next show next month, but they have to take the proper steps in making it a reality. Like all in was so great because they took their time announcing everything. They announced the show and then they announced um, where it was and when tickets go on sale and this and the main event and then that and all this other stuff. They need to do something similar with all elite wrestling and if nothing else, even if this turns out to be a massive just waste of time and effort, at least they can say they had the entire wrestling world talking from the moment it launched. People are willing to give it a chance, but if there's no one for them to see it and there's no one on the roster to watch, then no one will care. But again, at least they could say they tried. You're right. Um, anything happen that was significant to you. I know it was taped, but on Raw and SmackDown, the holidays, New, New Year's Day stuff. Um, we're going to have AJ and Daniel Bryan again at the, the Royal Rumble for the title. 
Um, that's to me. That's really much. <laughs> that's much. That's it for me. Yeah, at this point, again, it's really just a waiting game. Like I said earlier, I, I just, yeah. I'm not really sure what to think at this point with who's on the roster. They have all the elite guys, but beyond that, I have no reason to care. And I love the elite. Don't get me wrong. I, I will say the elite, the the elite here on the show a million times over. But it just, I just don't care. I mean, I I care, but and I'm in, I'm, I'm intrigued. But like, will I still care a week from now? Will a guy like you care a week from now, Randy? Because you don't really follow this stuff as much as everyone else does, as some other people do. So that that's my main question: to see how they get there, how they get it done. It's obviously a lot more difficult now for a wrestling company to land a television deal, if only because you know not even TNA could get a good television deal, and TNA has no momentum. I get that, but. You know, it's not as easy anymore for wrestling to be on TV because they know there's no money in it. Like, the advertisers don't want to pay the money to have wrestling on TV unless it has WWE written all over it. So, again, I'm not really sure what to believe right now at this promotion. It's a wait-and-see approach, but I, I wish them all the best. I think they do have the potential to make it work. But so far, I'm slightly skeptical, to say the least. Graham, I love how I asked you about Raw SmackDown, the Rumble, and you mentioned the Elite. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was going off. I just wanted to mention the Elite real quick, but yeah, with Raw and SmackDown, that was what kind of piqued my interest more than the show this week. I apologize, nice. but um, with Raw and SmackDown this week, yeah, nothing happened. I just wanted, yeah. I just wanted to mention that because they wanted to mention that before, and I forgot about it. But okay. yeah, no, nothing happened with Raw and SmackDown this week. Nothing. It was just business as usual. Two good shows. They weren't bad, but I mean, they just there was nothing must see at all. I thought it was. Yeah, eh. that's why that's why I wanted to spend more time talking about that stuff because there really wasn't anything to talk about from WWE. I mean, again, we talked about it earlier. The five way match from SmackDown that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raw was Raw, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't musty by any means. The Steel Cage match was good. That was about it. That was really everything that happened on Raw and SmackDown in a nutshell um, yeah. this week. Um, we're gonna get Brock on Raw. We're gonna get John Cena on Raw this Monday. Um, I think very anticlimactic. One thing I want to uh, bring up to you, McMahon brought up we're gonna have women's tag titles and just kind of said it like just like it was really nothing. Um, so I guess officially we are gonna get women's tag team championship. I I, I assume the earliest at, at, at WrestleMania because they love bringing this new stuff up at WrestleMania, big spectacle. But then the way the, the way he announced it was just very like, oh, yeah, oh, so next year, the women's tag titles. And, like, like I think that, that announcement could have been a little bit more more better, more portrayed, like, wow, this is uh, uh, another stepping stone for the women going forward. But it was just, well, officially, we, we have it going forward. So at least we got that. Yeah, it kind of felt like a bit of an afterthought. I mean, I completely agree. I think it's a cool thing for the women. We'll see if it's a practical idea. There's not enough teams to really do women's tag team titles, but if they want to have the champions float between both brands, I guess it could work. But yeah, I agree. I see that thing culminating at WrestleMania. I feel that there's no reason to do it at the rumble or the pay-per-view before WrestleMania. Mm. WrestleMania would make the most sense with the finals being Trish and Bailey, uh, rather, I'm sorry, Sasha and Bailey versus Trish and Lita. I think that could be a great match. And the biggest WrestleMania-worthy match you could do with the women over those tag team titles. Because beyond that, the Riot Squad versus Banks and Bailey for the millionth time, oh, or no, the Iconics please, versus no. Banks and Bailey, I could not get two shits about. So <laughs> I hope that it ends up being Trish and Lita versus Banks and Bailey. Because beyond that, the well runs dry in terms of women's tag teams in WWE that are fairly credible right now. The first tag team champions on the women's side are going to be Nia and Tamina. Oh, God, Randy, don't make me barf, please. 2019 just started. Oh, man. Um, I did ask Mark real quick. Um, Ronda and Becky Lynch main eventing WrestleMania 35. Um, I think it it has a, a well enough chance to do that. We are in January. They could switch it up. They could get a a, a rivalry uh, you know, going on the men's side. But right now, I think it's Ronda. If they go with Ronda Becky or Ronda Becky Charlotte, something like that, of that mix, I think it, it has a really good chance of main eventing WrestleMania 35. How do you feel that of the, 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 the chance that it would 
and overall, like, I know, you know, it, it, it's been a big couple of years for the women main eventing this and Money in the Bank ladder matches and Royal Royal Rumble matches and their own pay-per-view. But now we're going to main event WrestleMania. Do you think that the company will have a drawback from really pulling that trigger and doing it? Or are we, are we in that time frame where, you know what, if they deserve it and it's the hottest thing going we're gonna put we're gonna put the girls on last i think they will i don't think it's a case where it's like oh it's a women the first ever women's main event like let's put them on last if they were gonna do that i feel like they would have done that already like in the last couple of years mm-hmm. um i think they're only gonna do it when it makes the most sense this coming year on paper it makes the most sense unless something huge happens between now and wrestlemania three months from now Lynch and Ronda in the main event of WrestleMania 35 makes more sense than any other match in that spot. And it's going to be a great match, too. The build has been there. People are excited to see it. So it checks off every box necessary to main event WrestleMania. And, hell, we've had WrestleMania main events that we did not ask for in the main event, like Roman Reigns versus the fucking um, Undertaker or Roman Reigns versus (laughs) uh, Triple H or Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar 2. None of those matches should not have made it out of WrestleMania. Or John Cena versus the fucking Miz. So if that match can go on last at WrestleMania, I see no reason Uh, why Ronda and Lynch cannot main event WrestleMania. And it's absolutely something the company can, can hype up and build around too. It's not like, oh, you know, it's like two indie guys that the people don't really care about and it might be a good wrestling match, but mm-hmm. from a promotional standpoint, we can't really, you know, build this up as the main event of the show if no one's going to care. Like, no, Ronda's a big name and Lynch has quickly become a big name in that women's division, if not the entire WWE. So I think it can be a marketable main event for WrestleMania and it's more likely than not as a uh, as the final match and the card for WrestleMania 38 or 35 38 38 wow. sorry <laughs> you you're fast forwarding I, I love how you mentioned oh, WrestleMania match main events that we didn't want and you and you mentioned all, Ro- all Roman Reigns matches yeah pretty much yeah oh come on grant that's 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 unfair now one WrestleMania main event Involving Reigns, you do not want to see even even the one with him and Brock Lesnar, the first one. Him and Brock was the only one. At, no, really. I mean, I think at first oh. yes, but then then they turned me on it just because um, oh. the build kind of sucked, and they only really got good. The match was great, but that was because Brock re-signed at the last minute. The build left a lot to be desired. If people really go back and watch the build up to that match. So I'm going to say no on that, too. But that was easily the last great WrestleMania main event that we've had um, in recent years. We've had Roman in the main event for the last five fucking WrestleManias, 31, 32, 33, and 34. And they all sucked. They all sucked, except for 31, obviously. 31 was great. 32, 33, and 34 all sucked. So in none of those matches I particularly cared to see, except for the three-way at WrestleMania 30. I think the WrestleMania, uh, the three-way at WrestleMania 30 was the last WrestleMania main event that people were excited for, and it delivered. So that that's purely my opinion, though. Well, for me, I think they, they you know, if they, if they kept it Orton and Batista without Daniel Bryan, we're having a different conversation. Because yeah, of people, course. No one wanted on to see Orton and Batista. That match was going to suck. Yeah, but so now you had to put Daniel Bryan in that mix to, to, to get that moment and the yes movement and this and this, and he defeated the, the, the whole authority. But they kept it. I love Randy Orton, but they kept it Orton and Batista one-on-one and the way they shitted on Batista for winning the Rumble. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how that match would have went with the crowd. That crowd would have reacted, reacted the same way they reacted with Roman and Brock at uh in, in in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's fair. I think the match was it the 31 match was great. Yeah. But the other three matches were just shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> they did nothing to cement Roman as the guy. From an in-ring point standpoint, they sucked. From a build standpoint, they sucked. They again accomplished nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm just not a fan, but that's just me. Oh. 
2019, we're going to make you a fan of Roman Reigns, man. We are. No, it's, it's not that I hate Roman Reigns. It's just his booking was fucking terrible, but whatever. Yeah, that, you know, that, that's fine. that goes for everybody on the roster. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's, um, you know, the Rumble should be good. I, I, you know, in due time, we're going to find out who's going to be in it, what matches are, are, are we going to have. Um, WrestleMania, you're going to WrestleMania, right? I'm hoping so. As of right now, I do not have. I did see you on Twitter saying, uh, same for me. You're trying to find the prices, trying to find a good seat, but the amount of money you have to pay to sit up top by, by you know, by by the banners is not really. You know, for all that, you, you just stay home. Yeah, I mean, I want to go anyway, I but go too. I paid less money to have better seats in for Warmest, WrestleMania right? 33. I don't want to pay more money to have worse seats for 35. It just makes no sense. Yeah. So I want to be there as badly as I do just because it's close for us and we wouldn't have to fly, but I, I don't know. Hey, man. I don't know. It really, I'm, I'm thinking I'm just, I've, I've had people tell me you just got to wait until the show gets closer and just do it then because. I heard that too, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think that might be my best bet because that's what I did a few years ago. I got my I got my tickets in February, and ended up getting again like the last row of the place, but they weren't that expensive, and it was a great time. So as long as I'm not looking at the stage from like behind the stage, which is what the mania tickets still available look like, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be. Then I I'm, I'm I don't no, know. I'm I'll good. figure something out. But right now I might not be getting them anytime soon, though. Unfortunately. Hey man, if you if you want to go to WrestleMania, all you gotta do is, is uh win the Roy Roy Rumble, man. Yeah, and then point to the WrestleMania sign. That, that's right. I want Graham Matthews pointing at the fucking WrestleMania sign, but you know I'm going there for free. I know. Then it's gonna be my new profile picture on Twitter <laughs> for the next oh. year until I lose at WrestleMania like Shinsuke Nakamura and Fade Off and Relevant. Oh my god. Um, last one. Are, are you watching Wrestle Kingdom 13? I am. Not, I'm not watching it live. If anything, I would watch some matches like later, on repeat. Right? Not on repeat, like on um, on delay. Yeah. That's usually what I do. The last couple of years, I think I watched Omega and Okada after the fact. A couple of days later, but I still watched it. And then last year's show, I think I was off the next day, so I watched a few matches in the morning. Um, not the whole. The whole show's fucking long. People complain about WrestleMania being too long. Wrestle Kingdom, I don't care how good of a show it is. Seven hours is a fucking long time. That's a long time to invest in a show that you may not even care all that much about. So I think the show is going to be great. I have no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not going to be watching the whole show. Definitely not live. If anything, I'll check out some matches after the fact if I hear good enough things about them. So right. that's what I'll probably end up doing. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to try to find a link. I'm not watching at 4 o'clock in the morning. I am definitely not doing that. Um, I'll, I'll get around to it. But if I get a good, clear link, I would definitely check it out. Um, again, you can follow Graham Matthews on Twitter at WrestleRant. Um, great work for Bleacher Report again from January 3rd, 12 p.m. Central Time till January 7th, 12 p.m. Central Time. Go on to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cruise Control and you can buy the two out of three falls podcast t-shirt 20% off. Uh, do us that favor. Make me, Mark and Graham look good online and show us that love and support again pro wrestling slash cruise control buy the shirt 20 percent off from friday not friday january 3rd 12 p.m central time to january 7th 12 p.m central time you can find me on twitter at randy j cruz r-e-n-d-y the letter j-c-r-u-z the podcast is both on soundcloud.com slash cruise control podcast and on itunes download rate comment subscribe to us and reach out to us and let us know how you feel about the show graham always appreciated my man of course, Randy. Great talking. For the first time since last year, it's been way too long. <laughs> yeah, but long on that note, my man, I had to drop it. I, I couldn't help myself. But on that <laughs> note, my man, enjoy the rest of your New Year's Day, and I'll catch your ass down the road. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. You too. Adios. All right.